so. Action! Oh gosh, all right, wait. What do we call me? It's just caregiver is fine. No name. We'll just call you the caregiver. Okay, sounds good. All right. We'll caregiver. Call, we'll, call, uh, <laughs> we'll call her the, uh, the compassionate <laughs> caregiver. Number one, number two, number three. <laughs> all right. I'll make it up as I go. How's that? Sounds great. All right, here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. We're going to do another Conversations with Chris. And obviously, you guys know by now that I am not Chris, but I am a stand-in who's going to uh, perform the same way that Chris does. And I'm going to bring some new shit to the table tonight because I'm bringing in somebody that I can not tell you exactly who it is. But I'm going to tell you that this person literally gives up a large portion of her existence to help and care for other people, which is something that I believe everybody in the world should be trying to do. But it's inspiring to me to find people that actually care enough about other people to take time out of their life and give up the most precious resource we have, which is time, and uh, give it to other people. So we're here tonight with a caregiver slash caretaker who spends, uh, what would you say, half of your life taking care? That's a stretch. Uh, What percentage would you say do you give up? Not give up, trade, or use. It's actually kind of small in the grand scheme. On the whole, it's not that much. Uh, See, that mindset right there shows you who you are. I guess so. Uh, Yeah, it's it's been, it's (laughs) 48 hours a week. Um, 48 consecutive hours? Yes, which we condense, yes. So for 48 hours a week, you are separated from your loved ones? Yeah. The people you care about, your normal life, and everything that goes along with it? Yep. And your bed. For what reason? So um, that Charlie can live his life. So that's pretty selfless, right? A little bit, yeah. And would it be safe to say that if Charlie needed more hours of your time, that you'd be willing to do it if it didn't jeopardize everything about your situation in your life. Yeah. Isn't that amazing, though, that you have that kind of mindset? Because I come across a lot of people, and most people say that they're very giving, they're very caring, they're there for other people. But none of them would ever trade in their time for someone else's life. So to me, it's very impressive that even 48 hours, especially 48 consecutive hours, of your life every single week you donate to someone else's existence yeah uh it's it's definitely something that's been a part of my life in different forms for a long time when i was um still a very young person i was volunteering um for shindigs for um people in the community with different abilities as well as the elderly, and I realized that that was something I wanted to do. Um, but once I reached my quota for hours required to graduate, um, I just never touched it again until now. Um, so for the last, I think, year, that's what I've been doing. So would you say that like, if, uh, if it wasn't for Charlie, would you still be doing what you're doing today? Or is it something that you connected with him on, and that's why you do it? Oh, yeah. Um, if it wasn't for Charlie, I don't think I would be doing this especially not in the extent that I have uh, and definitely not uh, learning from it in the extent that I have. And it would be safe to say that you didn't choose Charlie because he's an easy case. <laughs> That's right? definitely not. <laughs> definitely not, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't 
uh, I didn't choose this based is, on any criteria, really. It was just, you need help. I'm here. But when you were going through your training and the hours you had to uh, give, how many people did you come across that you were like, um, I'd rather not be giving up my time for this person because they weren't appreciative or because they didn't respect you or because was there a lot of those situations? Oh, yeah, like definitely in a traditional job. Um, when I was working both um, a uh, hospitality and caregiving, I noticed a lot of just, you know, I don't want to be here because these people don't, they don't, one, they don't need it, two, they don't care. Um, so that, that was the major difference. And that's largely the reason that I quit that to pursue caregiving. So you wouldn't be doing this at all if it wasn't for who you're doing it for right now. That's true. Which in a way makes him family. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've definitely spent a ton of time together. Um, we've learned from each other. He's taught me a, a whole hell of a lot. Uh, he opened my eyes to things that I would have never thought about. Um, especially as a, um, as a, as an able person. Um, and it's, it's really like, I, I, I definitely see in almost every aspect, the inequity in so many things from urban planning and, um, the, the engineers for sidewalks even. Like, I'm not sure what that's called. Um, but oh, yeah. The, uh, the different perspective that you have now. Yeah. And I thought stuff was busted up before, but now I, I see the reason that it needs to be fixed. And I think so. it's probably safe to say that even if it wasn't a, uh, a paid gig for you, that there's no way you would ever leave Charlie hanging and that you would always be there for him. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, barring unforeseen circumstance, I, you know... Um, I said, hey, if you need anybody, and his other caregiver went, you know, actually, <laughs> and that was it, <laughs> kind of, sort of, so, um, yeah, like, um, especially, like, if he, if he comes back from a trip, and I'm not there, um, I'll try and be available or something, um, because I know that it's very tiring, and very exhausting, and very long, and just very um, demanding to travel in general, so then um, when you automatically have someone else um, is depending on you. Um, that's that's another layer of complexity and another layer of exhaustion and stuff. So I want to be there for the caregivers too, uh, if they need anything or if they have a last minute appointment or something like that. Um, so yeah. if my schedule allows, for sure. I would imagine it's a team effort. Oh yeah. And you have yeah. to be there for each other, but at the same time, ultimately at the end of the day, uh, the reason why you're there for Charlie is because you care about him, yeah. not because it's your job yeah. to be there. Which is something that, you know, I can I tell you that if I was to interview a thousand people that people would consider the most successful people in the world, that very few of those people would be willing to give up their lives, their time, their energy, their effort for anybody else on oh, any level. Oh, of course. So did you know from a young age that you were always going to want to take care of someone? I mean... I definitely saw the fun in it, especially when we would do, like, um, we'd actually, the organization that I used to volunteer for uh, did fashion shows for um, people with um, different learning disabilities, and that was very fun, because we all got, just basically got to celebrate them 
and each other and it was always a really fun time and so that was definitely like one of the moments when I knew um obviously I, I played house and stuff but um I actually um uh I've taken care of just a few people um to different extents but Charlie is the most in-depth that I have ever um given as a service so would you say that like as you were raised were you taught to be a caregiver did the people in your life that raised you did they love you and give you that kind of care or did you find it interesting and appealing because of the fact that you knew what it was like to not have somebody there for you oh wow that's that's a good question uh i think it's a little bit of both because we can't be consistent all the time as humans so um i definitely it uh, i got like those i don't know like those innate rewards of oh my gosh i did something nice for them and they actually like that was wonderful like they appreciated that that's cool uh i've always been like really giving um however i definitely uh, going back to what you said about those people that would be considered very successful and they would not give up their time. Um, I've noticed too that when people are have been through so much or have been burned so many times, they do stop. They they that that giving well, it runs dry. Hundred percent. So I've seen it happen a lot and um I think breaks are really important <laughs> as with any uh, friendship, relationship of any kind. Um, yeah, it's important to like, you know, try to get back to center and stuff. Um, because what? your social battery gets drained, your, your giving can ultimately be drained, um, stuff like that. So how yeah. would you say that the amount of giving that you have to give to Charlie, uh, affects your personal life? Ooh, um, well, if there's a particularly demanding shift or it's like very late, I, I, I have, um, I have learned, this isn't a bad thing. I have learned that m the requirements that my body or my mind places on me and learning to understand that because I ignored me for so long. So I guess you're right. I have been caring for a long time about others. Um, I ignored my own needs for so long that I just kind of got in the habit of it. So then once I was in a, um, I don't know if you'd say it's a career <laughs> in an employment where you, you know, are doing that more and more. So it does, it definitely breaks you a little. Um, I learned, I learned what my, my triggers are <laughs> and what my, my breaking point is and, and what it really takes to, you know, like apologize, you know, like I was being snippy or something because I have, you know, <laughs> you, moods and I'm not 100% just regular all the time they're facets would you say that your relationship with whoever your special person is in your life mm -hmm. is affected by the amount of energy and love and attention that you provide for someone else oh absolutely it has been but it was much worse when I was working at a restaurant really mm -hmm. because <laughs> of the unnecessary demands like this, I understand these demands are regular and routine and normal, and those were just unnecessary. And I was, they didn't even give me time to sleep. So, well, <laughs> it probably that. takes a special person in your life to understand oh, yeah. that you are going to do this, yeah. regardless 
of how that person feels. And so they have to be understanding of that this is a part of who you are. Yeah, putting up with me in general. I mean, we've been together for four years now, um, and uh, (laughs) putting up with me in general is a thing, and for the patience required and the learning required and the adapting and the conversation and communication I'm really not the best at, which surprises some people. But um, I don't, sometimes I cannot say what it is that I, I cannot identify. There's actually a name for this. I cannot identify what I'm feeling. So it takes me a very long time and then I ruminate and then eventually I'll, I'll say it, but maybe then it's too late. So it, it does take a very, oh. It's okay, we edit, don't worry. It does take a very um, like special and adaptable and malleable and flexible person to be able to put up, <laughs> well, okay. So be able to lovingly be there for a partner who is a caregiver. And well, I can only imagine what, because the caregiving burden I'm going to call it a burden for the sake of this sentence, uh, largely falls on women when their parents ail and things like that. That's the only example I really have like to draw from that I've seen. Um, and just the, the way that can wreck a relationship, it's, you know, it's, it, you have to be very responsible. Well, I imagine too that whoever your partner is in your life cannot be, they must be a confident and secure person to allow you to give so much to someone else oh yeah i don't because if they were a needy person <laughs> yeah. then they would not feel comfortable that so work. that takes a very special person to understand that and to accept that because you know as long as i've known charlie i think about charlie every day and how he's doing and what he's going through so i can only imagine that after the years of time and energy that you've spent with him it's always a constant thought right of how he's doing in his life Oh yeah, checking on him. Like I have, he has a special call that he'll use for us, um, so that we know, you know, it's not just a noise on TV or something. Charlie's calling, um, so like I'll hear him in my head when I'm not around. Um, the other thing too is, um, oh, I don't know a lot of men that would be one okay with and two encouraging for their girlfriend to spend forty eight hours at a guy's house. Right, <laughs> any week. any guy, right? <laughs> But, I mean, is he the type of guy that likes that alone time when you are away? Oh, for sure. Oh, so yeah. So he is a very confident person, and he knows yeah. that you guys have that special connection. And it's probably something of a turn-on or something that he really likes about you is the yeah. fact that you are so selfless and yeah. who you are. To a fault sometimes, but yes. Yeah, I'm sure there's a balance that has to be kept somewhere. In that, and it's so that, hard to strike. But at the same time, like, what a special guy. Like, oh, that yeah. cannot be easy for him. I really do love the the breaks because I, I read that somewhere that men and women should live separately and visit often. Um, and that really helped me a lot because I'm divorced. Um, so I know what doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now I'm beginning to understand what does. Um, so um, that gives him ample time to, you know, like, I don't expect him to, like, sing and, and play in front of me. He's a musician. So... Um, he it, it gives him the wonderful creative freedom to just do it while I'm gone. So that's would it, nice. Would it be safe to say that your relationship with Charlie has helped to improve and strengthen your relationship with your partner? Oh, for sure. Um, through uh, like examples, through uh, like examples of care, um, through like asking myself questions, like um, um, if I do something repeatedly. Uh, with Charlie, then um, 
I, it will become routine and then maybe I'll catch myself like doing it to other people, not even my significant other. Um, but yes, it has, it has helped a lot because then it makes me ask questions of like, would this person like this? Um, always trying to be at the forefront of what are their expectations? What's going to make them feel the best? And I think that definitely like as a person, I'm more a giver than a receiver. So. And also, not to mention, you give up 48 hours a week, but also your 48 hours are the weekends. Yeah. So now your significant other yeah. has to accept the fact that he can't make plans no. for you guys on a weekend. Right. So it's fortunate that he doesn't work a 9-to-5, mm-hmm. but at the same time, knowing in the back of his mind that you have that responsibility and that obligation and it also shows you kind of how much of a loving person he is to allow that to go on and adjust his life accordingly so that you can be there it puts in perspective the value of time like you were talking about earlier uh the the very limited resource that we have it's the most important thing most precious resource we have it actually took my partner um to tell me that my own family was absolutely wasting my time and not only that, disrespecting me at the same time. But, you know, you put up with something for so long that you think that it's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, or you never knew any different. So, yeah, oh, there's been so much growth and so much, like, prosperity. And, like, even seeing just seeing Charlie and his success has been so inspiring to me because I didn't think I could do certain things or I wasn't necessarily putting much effort in. And then I put just a teensy bit of effort, and then the results were showing me that, yeah, you can. I mean, if he can, I can. So what, what prompted you to think that you aren't capable? I never really had a lot of education on so many things. Um, <laughs> I did attend college while I was in high school, but they do not. They did that, at least for me, that I felt disserviced. I felt disserviced by the institutions. I felt disserviced by my own family. They, they you know, didn't set me up for success, per se. So um, they were basically just like, go for it. And that was it. So um, what was the question again? <laughs> did, you, uh, always, did you feel like that? How, what did you feel you've learned? Or why did you feel you were incapable yeah yeah i didn't have good examples i really did i didn't have good examples um and i really had to think back to like my great-grandparents because they were really amazing and i don't know how the apple didn't fall far from the tree on that one but um well i know for me that it's always been something of a the reason why i care yeah. for so many people is because I understand what it feels like to have nobody care for you yeah. and to be all alone. And so because of that, that's what drove me to never allow anyone else to ever feel that way yeah. because I know how horrible it is. And so if I could ever keep even one person from ever having to feel all alone, then that was something that I felt passionately about to where I was willing to do whatever it took to make sure that they never felt that feeling. That's powerful. We're all connected. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and ultimately what it ended up doing is because I had no family, it created 
my family. Mm. And the creation of my family was through my compassion, my empathy, and also my kindness and love for those that I knew, if it wasn't for me, that they would probably not have anybody else. And I can't say that that's 100% the case, but if there was anything I could ever do to help somebody in my life, it's always been what I would choose over any other opportunity. So if somebody offered me $200,000 to come to work for them versus somebody who needed my help and I knew that they had nobody else, I would turn down the $200,000 job to go to work and help somebody else because that means more to me in life than anything in this world. So would you say that was a driving factor for you? Oh yeah, like nothing beats that feeling. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I would be like, in my head, I would think, oh, well, if only I could provide that for you. Like either take away your suffering, blah, blah, blah. So um, obviously I was not able to, and we're only one person. Or I would say something like, if I had a clone, you know, then you wouldn't be in whatever situation you're in because then we'd be gallivanting together. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's really powerful what you said. And also at the same time, having a supportive partner mm-hmm. who is confident, secure, mm-hmm. and knows that your relationship is sound. Yeah. And probably also, I bet if I was to sit and have a conversation with him, he would say to me that he sees the best in you because of who you are with what you do with Charlie. I bet in a lot of ways that that's something that he recognizes because he's probably like most musicians. Most musicians are very much independent people. They tend to like their alone time. They have their own self-confidence in what they do. Mm -hmm. Whether they're successful on a large scale or on a small scale, it's irrelevant because they are true artists. But at the same time, him recognizing that you giving up that time and you realizing and learning so much from that 48 hours a week is something that you need in your life is very beautiful and see it in someone else so from me to you much gratitude thank you so much and thank you also for answering some tough questions about some tough topics (laughs) anytime anonymously we're gonna go ahead and fade out now so thank you caregiver caretaker (laughs) number one we'll talk again yeah yes awesome we're out peace I would be (laughs) I would be surprised if he outright said it to me but if he was asked I'm sure that he would probably say something really really sweet (laughs) and most people most guys would not right um well so (laughs) um he was born with a few things and um like i don't fault him for those things like if he drops stuff or has problems um it's you know it's just life and you gotta roll with the punches right so um i think that he definitely understands the compassion that i give him is pretty universal and he appreciates it oh yeah absolutely because like if he drops my favorite thing in the whole world it's fine if it breaks i really don't care well that's (laughs) That's what I mean by the fact that you've grown so much. Yeah. Because to you, nothing is more important than the people who are, are important in your life. Yeah. So even if it was your most valuable asset, yep. you don't care because that's not important to no, you. No, it's just stuff. And my family actually taught me a lot about that because they valued things more than people. 
Yep. So that's probably a huge drive, like, uh, what's the word, subconsciously, yep. that I didn't even realize until way later in life. Well, and I bet it's safe to say also that even if there was, even if you were just volunteering to be there for Charlie, yeah. that you would still, every single week, show up for him. Yeah, unless, you know, I have something very important to do. <laughs> in which case you would take him with you, right? Yeah, I actually considered taking him with me today, uh, but that would have been logistically very hard. <laughs> so um, I was very lucky that I had someone to cover for me. Um, and I, I don't do that often. Um, but it is always nice to have a support network. And I know that he really, really appreciates his support network. I mean, to the point where he made a song about it, <laughs> at least one. So um, there's Honestly, that. how many times have you listened to that song? I can't even tell you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many times does it play in my head for and live rent free on repeat? Or I mean, that song has <laughs> actually like, physically touched me in so many ways and connected yeah. with me in so many ways. And it's not even about me; it's more about you. But it's something that, like, I believe that only he could have ever written, because only he has the ability to understand what people have to give up in order to give him the ability to have a life. Yeah. And that's something that probably only a handful of people in the world had the compassion to do that for someone else. And I think also his understanding of sacrifice, because he did sacrifice a lot and serve our country, and it would be hard for him to understand if he had not made those sacrifices as a, as a, a father and uh, as a spouse and as a service member and all of the above. Well, and I'm sure you have your own struggles in life, right? Oh, yeah. But when you're around Charlie, in comparison... It's easier to forget about them. <laughs> right. And it's also somewhat of a pain in the ass, right? Because you're like, yeah. damn, this guy handles what he does yeah. and what he has so well mm -hmm. that it's inspiring, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it can be frustrating mm -hmm. because you want to complain yeah. and you want to quit mm -hmm. and you want to give up. And I know I'm, I feel that way often, but when I think about him in this situation, I realize, you know what? If he doesn't give up, then I can't give up, yeah. which means that every day that he continues to wake up and live his life and do things that are motivating and inspiring and everything else, I also have to get up and do the same thing. Yes. I can't quit because as long as he doesn't quit, I can't quit. Yeah. And that can be also a little bit of a motivational thing but also a little bit of a frustrating thing, right? Because you like some days just like, God, I just don't want to do anything right. I just don't want to give up any of my time. I, don't want to, I just want to stay here. But still, you get up. Yeah. And because he means that much to you, you give that time. You give that space. Yeah. And you never miss it, right? And not just the caretakers, the caregivers that go above the job duty and do the things that they need to do well, because they know either someone else is not going to be there to do it or, you know, if this is necessary or it's going to provide quality of life. Um, or I, if I was in this position, I would want someone to do this for me. I think that a lot. Um, if I was in this position, I would really want someone to be able, be able to uh, provide this for me and not really have to ask them 12 times. <laughs> right. Well, and if the person who's supposed to relieve you to take over isn't there. Yeah. It probably doesn't even cross your mind to just walk out and leave him. Oh, of course not. <laughs> right? Um, but think about how not common that is. Think about how rare it is to yeah. find somebody that would stay. Even people at jobs where they're making a lot of money. 
if their person that's supposed to come and show up for them yeah. doesn't show up, they don't care. Yeah. They're walking out because their shift is over, right? Right. And for you, that's not the way it works. Yeah, it's different when your CEO is like, you know, <laughs> just asking for, like, can you turn the fan on or uh, can I have a sip of water? Because then, right. it, then it's like it's not as some mega overlord corporation that you could just walk out on. It's all he needs, you know, a, a blanket or a sip. Well, and I'm sure you certainly don't do it because of the money. No, that is nice, though. That is that's definitely a bonus, but um, no. Uh, especially when I got asked, because I had no idea how much you know money was involved, um, and I didn't really ask. So, can you see a life at any point in time in the future without Charlie being in your life? Only because um, my path involves a lot of different experiences and I'm not sure that I'd be able to bring him along for that. Um, uh, the logistics, the ability, the, the whole, I actually do also like my alone time. Um, and just being able to thrive under certain conditions, but that would be, that would be the reason. But even still, you would never lose contact. Oh, probably not. No, you'd have to do something absolutely heinous, you would <laughs> which probably, I don't think he's capable of. <laughs> and you would probably even be willing to put your ambitions and goals on hold to make sure that he finds somebody suitable. Yeah, to absolutely. Fill that time, right? Um, that's. I think it's in the song. <laughs> if I remember right. correctly, we might be doing all this off the um, song right now, or it's alluding to all of that. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, abandonment is not an option. Um, <clears throat> as well as, um, you know, when it's my time, it's my time. But um, just the experience I'm forever grateful for because it has taught me so much. Like, uh, <laughs> even just education on music um, that I didn't really consider. I have lots of instruments in my house, but I didn't really consider the, the healing uh, powers of song that the creative ed does for you know the veterans to help them get into it so outside of charlie what would you say the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in your life put me on the spot there mm, uh, i know and this might even be something he doesn't know right now so there had to be one major thing that you did <laughs> got you to where you are today um, because n most normal people mm -hmm. do not have the kind of compassion and love for other people that you have oh this is a good one um, a high ace test score if you're not familiar with the um, ace test it was a uh, campaign um, launched by I want to say a hospital in California and um, some social program and um, uh, ACE test scores or adverse childhood events that's what it stands for um, so I have a score that's not necessarily high but it's not low either um, so I'd say that that was the biggest thing I had to overcome because um, the rates of disease and disorder as a result of high ACE scores are or any ACE score um, can be debilitating to the point where someone can't live so would some people say that you yourself have a disability 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> and so you've had to overcome that. And then on top of that, be willing to step up and help somebody else with theirs. Yeah. Um, it being, being his hands um, is really, it's wonderful. It's cathartic, right? It's healing in a way. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't hear that word, word right? come up very often, but yeah, it's it's wonderful to be his hands and um, just to, to help out and to it definitely gave me a sense of purpose when I didn't really have one. Well, and to know what it's like to have caretakers and understand that I could not do any of the things that I am doing in my life without them, I completely understand how much value. That Charlie has for you, yeah, and also you for him, yeah. But it, to me, it's amazing to watch two people that really, for all intents and purposes, doesn't make much sense, right? Yeah, like it's not something that's like, oh, if a normal fit, our paths didn't cross, I wouldn't be as involved with the veterans. Um, I wouldn't have as much of an understanding of veterans from the outside, of course. Um, I I wouldn't understand. Um, the array of disability that I do now um, I wouldn't understand obviously uh, again as an outsider the um, the mental load that is required when you are a man in a chair would you say that it's given you more patience in your personal life oh for sure um, it's helped me in ways that I can't even begin to explain with words I can imagine I mean, generally, to be able to grow so much and also overcome the things that you've had to overcome. But at this point now, for you, you've forgotten about your own personal disabilities because you've chosen to put somebody else and their needs in front of yours. And so now they aren't disabilities that you have. They are abilities that you are using to be there for somebody else. And in a lot of ways, I think there's people out there who consider uh, autistic people or even Down syndrome people to be handicapped. But in my eyes, they're gifted. Mm -hmm. They are far beyond what we are. And we should learn from those people because in a lot of ways, you probably wouldn't give up so much of yourself for someone else if it wasn't for the fact that you understand that somebody had to give up stuff for you. For you to be here today oh yeah and plus so many sacrifices have been made and still are yep i mean your partner has to give up every weekend yep but also does he have a relationship with charlie a little bit yeah i mean they are friends but <laughs> they get on each other's nerves like friends <laughs> but also that tells you a lot too that how much he trusts you and how much yeah. of a beautiful thing it is that he doesn't need to know everything that's happening if anything i'm the needy one which i, I take pride in actually really yeah because my ex um before i had a recording of it but he kept talking he stopped talking when he realized i was recording him um he said it was needy over and over and over again and it made me really think about what does that mean and have i been ignoring my needs well and yeah when you think about it now with charlie like were you really needy i mean really or was that just an excuse because he didn't want to participate when I was working on a farm, um, this lady said, it's either a blessing or a lesson. <laughs> and it always stuck with me. Um, so that was definitely both. <laughs> well, that's something I also talk about. I call it siempre algo, which is it's always something. 
and in my eyes, everything in life is just a series of some things. Some of them are fun. Some of them are educational. None of them are bad. Mm -hmm. But there's always another something. So after you get through this something, there's going to be another something. So when people are always trying to rush through the somethings, they're always hurrying to get to the next something. Well, if you don't ever put closure to the one that you're in now, then when you get to the next one, now you're still carrying along the baggage from that last something, which once the something has stopped coming, life is over, right? Yeah. So in a lot of ways, we should be embracing those somethings. And in, in my opinion, for what you do now, you are doing that not only for yourself, for your partner, for your relationship, for Charlie, for yourself. Yeah, this has allowed me to do things that I never thought were possible. It's inspiring. I mean, it's seriously inspiring and motivating also to watch, you know, and see what you have to do. I mean, you handle it as if it's not even a thing. <laughs> Training. <laughs> but it's not. It's right. your. It's yeah. who you are. Because you watch him when he gets to meet somebody for the first time. How awkward and uncomfortable. It is bizarre, too, because I'm like... I feel like a vulture sometimes because I'm like, oh gosh, are they going to touch him and stuff like that. Like, you know, what, what I'm like looking for facial cues from him, like, like stop this or, you know, like I'm uncomfortable or, you know, if it's too late and then, then you know, I'm like, oh gosh, okay, well, we'll, we'll learn from that. Well, see, and to me, I find it comical because I know how intelligent he is and I know how that people perceive because he can't move his body, that his mind isn't as sharp. But because I know how smart he is and I know that he's so aware, I get a kick out of the fact that people don't know how to handle him. Yeah, I think people have a hard time, <laughs> have a hard time interpreting um, lots of things, body language, communication, all that in general. So then you throw a chair into the mix and it's interesting for sure to watch. Well, what did they say? How much of uh, like, uh, communication, like 80% of it is nothing to do with what you're saying? has to do with your body language, yeah. affect displays, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, with Charlie, none of that's in part of it. So it's like, I remember when you guys came to Acker Freedom and we took him around and we were introducing the people. Well, it was super funny to me because at no point have I ever seen him as a disabled person. I see him as an advanced person mm-hmm. because a disabled person would allow what happened to him to keep him from living his life. But that's not what happened. And so the fact that he gets up every day and shows up inspires. But also for me, it's funny to introduce him to other people. And like I was walking around telling people, you know, he can't shake your hand, so you got to kiss him on the cheek. And, you know, and he's, he's laughing and I'm laughing, you know. And, and to me, it's just so funny because people are like, oh, really? And I'm like, no, you moron. <laughs> like, that's how ridiculous is that? You know what I mean? And it's like. But it's so funny because people just are so not used to. But when you put that in perspective that that's how most people are, then you realize how you are. Yeah, how can I approach this more sensitively or like more feasibly or um, what's going to make them, uh, you know, what's going to make them most comfortable? Because it's not about you. I hear that thrown around my house a lot. It's not about you. Well, and you At know, the end of the day, it really isn't. And you know what else is really cool about you is that I've seen you with him. And you don't treat him as disabled. You treat him just like you would treat anybody else. And to me, that's something that's really amazing because that's how he deserves and wants to be treated. And honestly, that's the biggest thing you could do for somebody who has 
any type of disability is not treat them as if they're broken because they're not yeah. not any more broken than anybody else exactly and so you know kudos to you i think the songs that he writes are very much passionate and they have a lot to do with you in particular because you're a major part of his life so yeah from it's, me it's to pretty you, awesome to be able to be told hey this is a tribute to you <laughs> well and i'm sure every time you hear that song you know it connects every time so it's stuck in my head forever <laughs> and you know thank you from me to you for doing what you do because it's beautiful and honestly i appreciate it thank you i wish i could say that i could do the same for somebody I'm not sure i could but also i'm not in a situation where i have that opportunity either but i do have the opportunity to appreciate it